podcast features adult themes and graphic descriptions of violence and is not recommended for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Seriously. If you like our podcast, follow us on Instagram at Colt Podcast or follow us on Twitter at Colt Podcast Show for show updates. And please rate and review our show on iTunes. If you've been in a cult and you want to tell us about it, email us at cultpodcastshow at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And most importantly, enjoy the show. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. For the purposes of this podcast, we define a cult as organizations that rally behind an entity or leader who espouse beliefs outside the norm. Organizations that require monetary or physical sacrifices as a condition of membership. Organizations in which the doctrines followed by the leaders are different than that of the followers. Organization in which isolation is encouraged either by commune living or by a policy of disconnection from outside relationships. And organizations that actively recruit new members. All cults might have some or all of these traits. And as always, these are our opinions. Thank you for tuning into Cult Podcast. I'm Paige Wesley. And I'm Armando Torres. And with us again, we have Andrea Gazetta. Yay! I would like to highlight today that uh, Mondo handed me a mug with a hole in it, and now I'm just wondering if you've put your dick through that hole. No, it's too <laughs> small. Come on. Oh, it's a very generous. tiny hole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's from Voodoo Donut. I got it while I was in Portland. It's a very prized possession of mine. I love it so much. <laughs> like, um, love, love it? Oh, I'm not fucking this mug. <laughs> If I was going to fuck any mug, it'd be this Garfield mug, That mug obviously. doesn't have a hole in it. What are you talking about? It has a big it's hole. A it's just very hole shallow. The I and guess look how where the wet handle goes? I'm sorry. I started this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> the magic is in the hole page. <laughs> That's Voodoo Donuts' uh, slogan for all of you who don't know. Who do n- who not know. All right. Oh, boy. Off to a banner so start. so it begins. So it's Mondo's week this week. Yeah. Oh boy, uh, so I, uh, <laughs> don't know why I'm talking. Yes, it's my week. I, uh, I found this thing that we're gonna talk about. It is the, uh, the tale of Gwen Shamblin and the Remnant Fellowship Church. Uh, so before I get started, my sources for this episode are the Battle Creek Inquirer, Born Again Bodies by Marie Griffith, Christianity Today, Geraldo at Large, which is, if you ever have free time, just look up old Geraldo at Large segments. They are the best. Was this cult in the vault? So, sort of. I mean, he just, if you've you've seen it, right? You've both no, seen it? I no, I am aware, yes. So, so Paige is aware. Basically, it's this guy who goes around and he had like a segment on some show. And I'm not sure because it's, it is kind of before my time. It is very much before your time. Geraldo Rivera was a newscaster, like a news reporter. And he would have his own shows. He's still around with a crazy mustache. Oh, yeah. He had a crazy <laughs> mustache at the time, too. Yeah. But he has all these segments. And they'll show up sometimes when it's pertaining to cult and crime. Okay. And he just goes places and just starts fucking berating people and yelling at them on camera. Um, he's probably most famous for, uh, at some point, somebody discovered a vault that was believed to have belonged to Al Capone. 
And so he did this huge, like, media push to, like, we're going to open the vault. What's going to be inside? Is it going to be treasures? Is it going to be bodies? And then they open the vault and there's just nothing in it. It was, like, <laughs> the most disappointing day in television. And then he just berated the vault the whole time. Yeah, it was just like, I can't believe this. Does he <laughs> it have a really, really big mustache, I'm assuming? Yeah, he has yeah, a yeah, crazy yeah. mustache. Oh, it's pretty cool. Yeah. His mustache is almost as big as J.J. Bittenbinder's. <laughs> <laughs> On the off chance that you're listening, Geraldo, uh, I love you. <laughs> On right. the off chance that you're listening, J.J. Bittenbinder, I believe you wore a cow cowboy hat <laughs> that's for like four people listening to this that's okay other sources include the greensboro news and record uh gwenshamblin.com gotta love it when they have their own website god she's got the worst name yeah yep. i was gonna say she also has the hair of a shitty poodle mixed with dolly parton i saw she- a picture of this woman and no shit she and a yorkie have the same haircut oh yeah for exactly sure. like the same part Everything to the point where I was like, did she skin a Yorkie and wear it as a wig? When you say <laughs> her name, I almost just assume that she looks like a witch who's dressing what she thinks that muggles dress like. You like, are, that's what I assume. You are the spottest <laughs> on yeah, right now. You're not far Here, off. let me show you the first picture that shows up. That's exactly what I imagined. Does she not look like a Yorkie? (laughs) Especially in the white. Why is her hair so big? I don't know. It's against science. Do you guys remember those old commercials where they used to... secrets. (laughs) 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 You guys remember those old infomercials that they would play where it was like, bump it up. And it was like this thing you put in your hair. Yeah, but she's got to bump it on like the side of her head. (laughs) She bought like 20 of them and is wearing all of them right now. (laughs) once but only on one side of her head making it look like she's got some sort of tumor under there that she's combing hair over my other theory is that she is the basis of the movie Coneheads and I, was there you go. I was thinking maybe she's got a twin like you know when like a twin dies in the oh. womb and you still end up with like a lump that's a got vestigial like vestigial twin yeah, yeah yeah exactly it's got Dope. like teeth and, and like you know spinal column in it and then she's just combing hair over it because she thinks we won't notice Oh, yeah, she looks terrible. She's got the silky hair of a golden retriever. (laughs) Other sources (laughs) include Remnant Fellowship TV, uh, their own TV show, in heavy quotations. Is this a Lord of the Rings thing? Nope. Also, next week has their own TV show as well, so this is going to be real fun. (laughs) Spiritwatch.org, The Bible. The Daily Spectrum, The News Journal, The New Yorker, The Philadelphia Inquirer, the... T- well, I have to state it like that because there's the Battle Creek Enquirer. Okay, Scooby. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> uh The Tennessean? The, the Tennessean? Tennessean, The probably? Tennessean? Yeah, that's what it is. Like the state? Yep. Okay. The Times, the Wall Street Journal, the Washington Post, Time Magazine, U.S. News and World Report, WayDown.com, Women's Day Magazine, and the YouTube channel for Remnant Fellowship Church. Nice. Now, let's get into it. Gwen Shamblin, born in February 1965, is 53 years old. So where does that put her on our spreadsheet? Um, She is, like, the better part of a decade younger than my parents and easily a full decade younger than Ice-T. <laughs> <laughs> I'm loving the addition of rappers to this list. 
Uh, she's roughly the mark. same age as 50 Cent, I believe. Oh, God. I, I would have to double check that, but I think it's pretty close. Well, I think coinc- he's in his late 50s. Coincidentally, late 40s. coincidentally, 50 Cent is the budget she had for her hair. So. <laughs> hey. No, 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 no. It costs a lot to look that cheap. Tammy Jesus. Faye Baker told us so. <laughs> Uh, she looks like the same hair as a man I saw online that spent $15,000 to groom his Afghan hound. <laughs> <laughs> the hair looks the same. <laughs> but I also felt like that dude's definitely fucking that dog. She looks like $15, just the... $15,000? Okay, sorry. She looks like just the top part of Cousin Id. You know? <laughs> yes! Ah! Yeah, 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 yeah! Like she scalped Cousin Id oh. and stole that scalp piece oh. and then is wearing it around. We're in roast mode, guys. (laughs) Fix your hat, Mary. That's all I will say. Uh, She's born and raised in Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, Howdy. Yeah. And uh, she grew up with a medical background. And this showed up a bunch of times in, like, her biographies. Yeah, so the closest that I can come to figuring it out is because she was the daughter of a Nashville surgeon. Oh, I was thinking, like, Bosley hair replacement. She just <laughs> let it get out of control. I will say this. Okay, I will go on record as saying this. I've seen a lot of pictures of her as younger, and she had, like, a Jackie Kennedy cut, and that okay. looked pretty all good. Right, all right. But it seemed like the years of work on her hair really just deteriorated it into, like, uh... <laughs> Like a hairball. She just has a cat throw up on the <laughs> top of her head. ratting has, it out and then combing it over. Yeah. She has plugs like a Barbie doll. She has the hair color of a disgruntled mom and the hairstyle of that mom's emo child. Oh, that is very good. Over, under, who do you think spends more time on their hair? Her or our current president? <laughs> <laughs> Both take a lot of magic and sculpture. <laughs> oh, definitely. There's definitely taper glue involved. And they both have horrible TV shows. Uh, All right. Up what next? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> God, so yeah, so apparently, like I said, that's the closest that I can figure it out. It's kind of the consistency of cotton candy. <laughs> <laughs> Like it's mostly air, but it looks solid. <laughs> oh, this makes me. This reminds me of an Always Sunny episode where they're questioning Hulk Hogan's hair, where, <laughs> where it's like straight, like that of a Chinese man, and silky. Yeah. Yeah, it's just it's horrible. <laughs> Do yourself a favor. Pause the podcast. Go, look up Check Gwen Shamblin. Actually, okay, hold on. Replay the podcast because I got to give you the rest of this information. Okay. Uh, look up Gwen Shamblin. Pause the podcast, look at this picture for about five minutes, and you will come up with, by yourself, equally funny roast jokes. <laughs> she is fucking crazy looking. And then go look up Gwen Stefani and Tony Canal and think about what could have been. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, grew up with a medical background, and this is something that I did find that is true. She received an undergraduate in dietetics, diet, basically the study of dieting. And you mean a, nutrition? Or? No, she received a master's in nutrition. Okay. And an undergraduate in dietetics. That's a new one for me. Sure but it's not dietics. Dietetics. Di- dietics, maybe. Okay. Not, I think. Well, maybe it's an old name works. for what we would now call like dietary sciences or food science. Uh, Possibly. That makes sense. Okay. Uh, I'll give you. I'll allow it. Yeah, and this is. Sorry. Oh, sorry. No, there's a bunch of cords down here. 
This is something worth noting is that she did go to like a real college. This isn't like a, some weird bullshit she made this up. This isn't a Keith Rainier situation? No. Okay. No, not at all. No, these things are actually being able to be proven. But gotcha. just like, just, you know what? I did have this written in the note. Just like Keith Rainier. Uh, so you remember when Keith, good old Keith boy, said that uh, he applied his method of learning to learning itself and this like made him the smartest man in the world? Right. So, in college, and this is a direct quote from her own website, in college, Gwen's love for God, sudden 20-pound weight gain, and academic knowledge collided. I'm sorry, so she <laughs> she was a good Christian girl who had a freshman 15. That's what happened? Yeah. And that's what started this cult? Oh, yeah, definitely. Fuck that- you and your dog hair, lady. It happens to everybody. <laughs> yeah, she, so... But this is something that she'll come back to again and again, which is the the biggest thing is the best product in the world uh, is whatever they're using to keep up this woman's hair. No, I'm, <laughs> I think it's just concrete. Uh, the best product in the world is knowledge. That is what you can sell to so many people, and right. it and it will do very well. And so, uh, or fake knowledge. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, the appearance of having knowledge, really. Which is really at the crux of every cult. Right. The mm-hmm. feeling that you know things that other people don't know. Exactly. Yeah. And you can charge people for it. Yeah. Gandhi said, believe nothing, no matter who said it, no matter even if I said it, unless it agrees with your own reason and your own common sense. Well, that's problematic because some people are serial killers. Yeah. Touche. But also, <laughs> question people. Don't just agree yeah, with oh, their no. shit. Question people all the time, especially when their hair defies gravity. Yeah. <laughs> And Gandhi, we're coming for you next. All right. Maybe <laughs> not. Creepy. I don't know. Uh, so Shamblin became convinced that genetics, metabolism, and behavior modification alone couldn't explain why, and this is again another direct quote, why some people were thin and others battled the bulge. <laughs> I, can, I can explain some of this. Um, cheese is delicious. Uh, nachos exist. And someone invented pizza, and it's all been a battle which, for us ever since. All of which boils down again to cheese, cheese is, is delicious. delicious. <laughs> Hi, welcome to our new podcast, Cheese, cheese is, is delicious. delicious, where we ask the question, would this be better with cheese? And the answer is always, of yes, course. Of yeah, course it would. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I mean, the thing is, 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 is you get these people who don't understand kind of how weight loss works which is upsetting because she is an undergraduate in what is essentially the study of dieting and then also a master's degree in nutrition but you know we'll see a little bit more of this give me one quick second i think now we're good i think part of that could also be attributed to when she would have been in college which would have been like the 80s and we know a lot more about weight loss now like we know that it's not necessarily a purely physical problem you know it's one of those things where if you treat the weight loss and not the feelings underneath it then you might as well not treat it anything for real yeah you know and we also know now that genetically some people will just always be bigger oh yeah definitely there is uh somebody was i was watching a couple of weight loss video things um for for this actual thing and uh somebody was pointing out the fact that like they wanted to get like pecs Mm -hmm. and they were like what do i have to do to get pecs and they were like that's completely genetic that is a hundred percent like whether or not you will have those like movie star pecs that is completely up to genetics 
Yeah, so all of it is, yeah. is largely up to genetics. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like yeah. no matter how hard you work out, like it might still not even happen for you. You know, yeah. like it's all a luck of the draw. I mean, kind of shit. when I was in yeah. high school and I was an athlete working out five times a week for multiple hours on the track team and I never got below a size 14. Like some people are just bigger. Yeah. And also fuck society. Love yourself. Just saying. Yeah, on the flip side of that, when I was an athlete in high school, working out all the time and eating right, uh, I looked great. And then, I, <laughs> and then I just really let myself go. So, you know, sometimes it's me being a piece of shit. All right. Uh, in 1986, at the age of 21, uh, Gwen took her revelation from college and used it as the basis for her weight loss program, Way Down Workshop. Now, this is Way Down is spelled like weight, you know? Uh-huh. Uh, way Down Workshop. So the problem, the program, rather, so the program aims to help participants develop the discipline to eat only when they are hungry and to stop eating when they are full. That is the... That that's is a solid. That's a solid. I mean, <laughs> it is a solid log line. But as okay, yeah, no, I I agree. There, there's definitely more to it than that. Yeah, especially as we get into what the actual diet is. So here, here is the way down workshop. The diet. Uh, it is a faith based weight loss program where they <laughs> they pretty much promote this big thing. And and so okay, here let me pitch this to you. Is this a pray the weight away? <laughs> Not exactly. No, you need electrolysis for that. <laughs> <laughs> so imagine I came to you with a diet that other people are telling you definitely works. And I'm telling you that the diet has no forbidden foods, has no forbidden foods, no exercise regimen, no weigh-ins, and you don't have to count calories. I would think you're full of shit. Exactly. Or you have, it's the keto diet. Sort of, but the keto diet is still forbidden fruits, uh, weigh-ins, and counting calories, almost entirely. So the program consists of 12-week seminars guided by video and audio featuring Shamblin, or Gwen, sorry, or Gwen, along with prayer and discussion, and it kind of all boils down to this right here. So we as human beings have two empty holes in our body. The stomach... <laughs> I'm sorry. I I have at least three. Boo! Thank you so much. <laughs> well, I've got one that should be empty, but it's just full of poop all the time. Uh, and I'm not counting nostrils or ears. So. <laughs> shinchi, shinchi. Yeah, so what she was saying is we have two gaping, ready... Fucking moist holes. holes. Fucking. (laughs) (laughs) I think I broke Andrea's Midwestern. This got gross real quick. (laughs) So, and this is what Shamblin believes entirely. We have, as human beings, we have two empty holes in our body. (laughs) Shouldn't be. Go ahead. Continue. The stomach and the heart. Heavy breathing. The stomach is a bag and the heart is a muscle. Well, a lot of this is is metaphorical, basically. So here's what we're going to get into. Sorry. (laughs) I want to make clear that that was Andrea. That wasn't (laughs) the two people you'd expect that noise to come out of naturally. That wasn't my stomach because I'm hungry. That was literally Andrea. That's just what I imagined two empty holes sound like. (laughs) (laughs) Not just, hello, 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 hello. I am a hole. (laughs) 
fill me. Oh, God. That's what I'm Never. Um, so I, I'm guessing she's arguing that if you are fat, it's because you're hungry. Not only is your For body hungry, but your soul is hungry. Essentially, yeah. So that's how it goes. We have two empty holes in our body. <laughs> The stomach and the heart. This is this episode is going to be called Two Empty Holes, by the way. <laughs> uh, we as humans often use food to fill the emptiness inside, and this leads to overeating, which is in itself a form of greed. So the breakdown of the project essentially focuses on three main principles. Relearn how to feed the stomach only when truly hungry. Relearn how to feed the heart with a loving relationship with God. Relearn the difference between hunger urges and an emptiness inside and learn how to not confuse them. Which, at its basis, again, is a solid concept. Yeah, Eat I was when say, hungry. So far, I'm not seeing too many problems, except that I feel like they're oversimplifying portions. They that, entirely are. But yeah. this is, I mean, this is what she used to diet. And the, and there was a, there was another reasoning that she brings up, which is other diets don't work because they use man-made rules instead of God's rules. So man-made what? rules. What? Hold on, wait, but she's making rules. Sort of. No, Again, a I mean, lot. She's of, giving you guidelines. That's a rule. With the a help lot of, of the Lord. A lot of this stuff is gonna sound weird until I find like explain all of it because okay. it's it's all encompassing, which gotcha. is yeah. It's so it is sort of hear it out I guess is, okay. is what I'm saying other diets don't work because they use man made rules instead of God's rules man made rules include forbidding foods from being eaten uh, forcing people to exercise counting calories stuff like that whereas God's rules are not necessarily tangible through our minds and include <laughs> using stuff like using God's strength rather than our own willpower. Essentially relying on a higher power other than yourself to stop overeating. Which is a great way to take the responsibility of yourself out of it. It's just exactly. Like, it's someone yeah. else's thing. Yeah, I mean, it's it's very 12-steppy. Um, you know, kind of like curbing an alcohol addiction by accepting a higher power. But also, yes, it does take you out of it. Where it's like, you're the one doing the eating. Like, regardless of how you feel about weight loss, and, and like, I'm personally in the camp of just, like, love yourself and try to be as healthy as you can. <laughs> you know, no one's perfect. Um, but I'm still eating it. I'm putting it in my mouth. I chose to eat pizza. Like, that's, it's me. I can't blame God for that. Welcome back to Cheese is Delicious. Cheese <laughs> is Delicious. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that is that is a big portion of, of everything that we're gonna talk about is is you have I'll leave that till later. You are right, yeah. Okay. I'm gonna keep moving forward. I'm okay, sorry. Go for it. Like no, I said, it's it. weird because some of this stuff is gonna f circle back later. Sure. Um so the diet focuses not on necessarily eating better food, but just less food in general. That is in fact the biggest portion of it which does come down to something that you know we all know about or that we all should know about which is essentially calorie control you take in less calories you use more calories yeah. you burn weight portion control it's that's that is the key to weight loss but at its core is even without exercise if you just use if you use more calories than you're putting into your body you right. will burn weight 
That is how it works. Um, now, my question about this is, so she, but she's saying don't count calories, just eat less. So if I ate nothing but baked ziti, but I ate slightly smaller portions. It's not slightly smaller. Okay. So here's the other thing. Um, so how much baked ziti can I eat? So. <laughs> I want numbers. <laughs> you, the, the, all right. Give this number to me and Chipotle burritos. <laughs> no Chipotle burritos. You can eat three um, burritos of ziti. <laughs> Let's see some some burrito math here. So essentially, the way that it comes into it, the way that the diet starts working is, you learn to only eat while you're hungry, and this is not like oh I feel hungry. This is not eating until you are on the brink of starvation and your stomach is lit like you are going to die oh, and then you eat until you're full and basic science is uh i mean if you've ever researched you're overeat if that happens if you've ever researched like eating contests yeah you don't want to not eat because that shrinks your stomach which makes you eat less so then you're actually taking in less nutrients but you feel full quicker because your body's going oh thank god food finally came right it's like if your house was on fire and one guy showed up with a water bottle and he started spraying it like it's not enough but it, you're going to be you're you're going to be like oh thank god somebody's doing something well, you know what actually happens when you starve when you are hungry for a long time is that you put your body into a state of stress so yeah. when you do eat it holds on to those calories more it doesn't want to burn them so right. it slows down your metabolism and it's not actually good for actually losing weight well that's like whenever they find people who've like been like hikers who've been lost and shit they have to go on diets when they come back because yeah. if you just <clears throat> let them eat as much as they want you will throw it up you'll get super get sick. sick yeah yeah so, once you stop going to food for comfort and eat only when your stomach growls, the desire eating goes away, and that means you will lose weight. That is a, a quote from Gwen herself, and pretty basically sums up the entirety of the diet. Basically, her plan is that I wait till I'm starving, and then I eat baked ziti until I'm full, and then I wait until I'm starving again, and then I reheat the rest of the baked ziti. Yes, but I feel like... Maybe I'm not expressing how you're supposed to eat only enough to where your body sort of stops being hungry a little bit. You know what I mean? But I'm it could still be always baked seed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. cool. Um, and that's that was the main selling point of the diet. As you you read these interviews with people and you see these people that talk about it and they're like, I was eating pizza cake and it didn't even feel like a diet and it's like yeah because not it's not a diet you're just starving yourself and then binging on something terrible for you you're not getting right. any actual nutrition you're just being racking up in... the ziti points exactly <laughs> the only benefit is if you have like a, a frequent customer card at a baked ziti place then you're really just rolling in ziti i mean i do have i'm on the buca de beppo mailing list so <laughs> this is real there this... is by my work there is a uh, poke restaurant that like oh don't fucking make that face raw fish just shovel it into my mouth in i don't even cubes, care in cubes i don't care i love it i uh i go there to eat all the time at work and there's something where it's like if you if you go there like 10 times or something you get a free bowl 
And I'm on, like, time number seven. But just to put that into perspective, each time I've gone, I'm spending, like, 12 bucks. <laughs> and it's, like, four scoops, just fucking heaping scoops of raw fish. So I have eaten, at least at this point, maybe, like, I don't even know what that would have to be. Like, 12 uh, pounds of raw fish? Yeah, just, like, in a massive delicious. amount. And every time I go and I swipe the card, I'm like, oh, that's right. I've come here this many times. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's working in the favor of not getting that free thing, because I almost don't want to report it. <laughs> because it flashes. It's like, seven! And I'm like, oh, God, that's so much fish. <laughs> anyway. It's delicious, though. It is. It's so good. Poke. Go and try it. Only if you're on the coast. If you're not, if you're not within 15 minutes of a beach, don't even trust seafood. Oh, yeah, seafood. it's horrible. <laughs> yeah, don't eat seafood if you're landlocked. That's always a bad plan. Milwaukee <clears throat> poke is not great. <laughs> it's just actual scorpions. It's just... <laughs> I was going to say, it's just cheese curds. It's we just dressed cheese up. and snow. Yeah, <laughs> like, welcome, back. <laughs> welcome back to Is Cheese Delicious? I forget. I, I forget the it bit. Is. Cheese is delicious. Cheese is delicious. That's right. It's not a question. It's a statement. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now let's uh, get into the actual business side of the Way Down Workshop. So Gwen founded the program while working on her master's degree in nutrition. Uh, the first classes that she had were, were small, and they were held in retail spaces inside of a mall in Memphis. In 1992, she began hosting the program at Bellevue Baptist Church, and the program was a success that kept gaining and gaining and gaining followers who kept losing and losing and losing weight. In 1996, it was reported to be offered in over 5,000 churches in over 49 U.S. states, which I don't know why they phrased it like that. That's literally 50. <laughs> That's all of the states that <laughs> yeah. we have. Over 49 is 50, unless yeah. they count the Commonwealth of Puerto Rico. Hey, Puerto Rico. Bueno. Uh, which nobody did in 1996 because we're a <laughs> bunch of horrible people. It's too bad, and we should count it now. Just saying. They also had at least eight British churches, which is kind of a big deal that they were able to branch out to Europe. This sounds like a concentration camp diet. <clears throat> Just like, don't eat a lot, but I don't know. I'm surprised they got bad. British people to go along with it. Have you ever seen British Breakfast? Oh, yeah. What? Holy hell. What is it? I was a lot of food. Yeah, I was okay. in the UK for like three weeks as like a 20-something. And after like day one or two, I was just like, can I just have toast? Like, fuck. <laughs> like, jeez, guys. All yeah. right, Ian, you mean an English muffin or a chip-chip cheerio? I did have the best Accurate. breakfast sandwich I've ever had in my entire life there. It was at a McMuffin? It was basically it was an English it was an English muffin with eggs and then aged cheddar on it and that's it. Oh, here we just call it a muffin. It was uh, this really is an Australian accent. I can only do two accents, and so one of them's Australian. All right. So in 1996, with a 40-person staff, Waydown began building its headquarters in Franklin, Tennessee. And Shamblin also founded a summer convention called Desert Oasis, which just sounds like the shittiest version of Coachella. Yeah, I was going to say, that sounds like a real shitty rave. Hey, do you love all the cool parts about Coachella except for sunny California, <laughs> drugs, eating, sleeping, and any amount of music? Well, come on down to, to Desert, Desert Oasis. Oasis. Let's add Jesus. <laughs> By August 1999... 12 years after founding the program, Way Down held more than 2,100 classes with over a quarter of a million participants 
and it was all over the United States. So they are one of, and I couldn't find anything to refute this, they are one of the biggest diet plans in the country at this point. And this 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 is during the... Uh, is this the eighties? This is in nineteen ninety nine. Oh damn! Shit. Yeah, this is during like the big. I believe the Atkins craze was going on. Like there was a yeah. huge diet fad. This is right around the time that I was on Weight Watchers. Yeah. As as a eleven ish year old. Yeah, the the world was entirely gripped with that, and and there was a huge surge of faith based diets that even still exist to this day. My grandma's really into them. Yeah, it's really weird. I've never heard about them until right now. So uh, <laughs> it's a real big thing. Like, there's one where so you eat like the people in the Bible did, mm-hmm. which is essentially what? yeah. Oh, I heard about that one. My aunt was all about that. My my grandma was like that for a while, and um, there's. Like, versions of, like, what we would think of as, like, Whole30, but it's, like, Bible-based. Yeah. It's... I find it very strange, but, um, you know, to each their own, I guess, unless you're not eating at all. That's not good. (laughs) Please eat food. Three of the biggest uh, faith-based diets that are out there right now that aren't the Way Down Workshop are... The Daniel Fast, which is a 21-day vegan detox meant to gain deeper commitment to God as you cleanse your mind, body, and soul through sacrifice and prayer. Is that modeled after Daniel's time spent in the lion's den? I assume so. Uh, But but do you get to have a lion? (laughs) No. Damn it. What's Mm. the point? Uh, to come closer to God through sacrifice and prayer. You lose weight really fast if a lion bit off pieces of you. <laughs> yeah, a leg weighs like you know fifty pounds. Exactly. My leg it? probably does. <laughs> okay. Ow. <laughs> All right. There's the Maker's Diet, which is a forty day diet, which includes a one day fast per week, also avoiding toxins like toothpaste. Cell phones, microwaves, and x-rays. Who has that? Is that Alex Jones putting that one out? Holy hell. I don't know. It's just one of the top faith-based diets out there right now, currently. I'm not surprised because I was at... So I was home for Christmas this past year, and um, one of my cousins has had to go through some alternative medicine like um not aromatherapy so much as like acupuncture and stuff okay uh and one of my aunts kept referring to it as quote unquote the witch doctor so like <laughs> i get it the devil's magic <laughs> not, not even so much that she's like god damn it that witch doctor works and you're just like okay <laughs> i guess i um, told the witch doctor yeah they're they people get into right now uh people are really into like essential oils is a big church thing i don't know why okay uh because when i was growing up they would have called that hippie bullshit so it like it goes in phases and people get into weird shit i mean over the years christianity has adopted a lot of other religions yeah yeah so it's like why not bring it in yeah my favorite faith-based oh. religion, yeah. just off of name alone, is Bod for God. Yes. Oh my god! And I this want is the des- bod. This is the description. <laughs> is this like the? Okay, sorry. Go ahead. This is the description. Honor God with your body, with weight loss and exercise. <laughs> the key to this program is committing your body to God forever to change your life. 
When you're done, your body will be rock hard as the Ten Commandments. Fun for God! Wow. I feel like it's only cool if you say it that way. Fun for God! Yeah, I think so, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is, is the rock that the Lord built his church on. Oh, my God! Fun for God! Your body is a temple! Okay. Now break that temple down! Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, Bob. Strong like Samson. Okay. (laughs) So, yeah, these, I mean, the thing is, is, um, these are all faith-based diets, and the faith-based, these are all faith-based diets, and the one that we're looking at, the, uh, Way Down Workshop, um, it grew a lot, but... People with actual science backgrounds question the diet. No, really? <laughs> yeah. Get out of here. It's just, it's like... Next so, you're going to tell me I can't eat Tide Pods. <laughs> <laughs> well, you shouldn't, but no one says couldn't. Anyway, <laughs> the biggest problem with it is that it teaches you to fast and then not eat until the point of starvation. And the thing with fasting diets, which aren't necessarily exclusive to faith-based diets, right. but they do pop up a lot because people believe that fasting will bring you closer to God. There's a lot of fasting in the Bible. There's also a right. lot of fasting in Eastern religions, in part because when you fast to a certain point, you get a little delirious. Yeah, but just do acid and think about God. I mean, okay, neither is great. How about just be a logical person and a rational human being? Yeah, and do acid and think about God. Is that where we landed? No. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> My brain is fried from all the acid. I'm so hungry. I haven't eaten very much. Um, she's pointing to the snacks and cheese that she brought me. Cheese oh, so is delicious. Welcome back. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, fasting diets don't really work because it's really easy to lose all of that weight up front. But then you have to stick to that same level of commitment, which is almost impossible. Yeah, it's very we, tough Andrea to do. and I know a comic uh, named Mikey, uh, who has told me on multiple occasions, yeah, yeah, bro, you just got to fast and then the weight will come right off you. And then you, you know, and then you can eat basically whatever Way you want. Way to hide which comic that was. Anyone who knows <laughs> us will know who that is. Yeah, that's for him. He'll love this anyway. <laughs> but yeah, it's not a good idea, Mikey. Uh, yeah, but the best way to like maintain a healthy diet is to like make that a part of your lifestyle and make good moderation. choices. Yeah, exactly. everything in moderation. And you can take at least part of what we're saying with any kind of authority because Andrea is thin, so... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and Mondo and I think cheese is delicious. It is. It is delicious. I agree that cheese is delicious. <laughs> yeah, um, she's from the Midwest. Of course that's, that's she knows. True. That's true. It's part of my heritage. Cheese. Um, I will say this, and I feel like we run into this on a lot of different cults, uh, where things start out good, and then as they get more extreme, things get bad. I feel like a thesis statement for our show should just be everything in moderation. (laughs) Just like, oh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Like, moderate things. Don't get extreme. Don't go poisoning salad bars, Sheila. Like, you know, (laughs) it's fine. (laughs) What? Oh, yeah, you weren't here for that one. Oh, my God. Um... But yeah, I I mean, and here's a big part of it, is the American Dietetic Association, uh, who's basically in charge of which diets are fad diets and which diets are reputable, they have a recommended 
basic elements like exercise and guidance on food selection that most diets have to include. Mm-hmm. This one doesn't. Not at all. Because, again, you can just go out and eat a bunch of baked ziti and do absolutely fucking nothing. That sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> In theory, until you realize you'll be starving yourself or, until you finally get to eat that small portion of ZD. Or Chubby. They see me rolling. <laughs> they baking. Oh. <laughs> patrolling, because I'm going to be eating all that ZD. <laughs> going to catch me eating ZD. Going to catch me eating ZD. Going to catch me eating ZD. Your face right now is great. I was sitting on that for too long. I needed to get it out. I'm sorry. I love you. <laughs> Big ZD love. Right. Welcome back to Cheese is Delicious. <laughs> Season two. That's how many times we've done this joke. Um, and here... Here we're going to get into something that we kind of alluded to earlier, and it is a huge portion of why this is wrong. So tying your diet to your faith causes people who don't lose weight to feel like massive failures. Yeah. And also that God doesn't love them. (laughs) This is something that they, this is something that they explain, especially because like I said, we're not using man-made rules anymore. We're using God's strength, God's love and God's will over our own willpower. So if we fail, it's either a God doesn't love us or what they preach more you failed in discipline and obedience to God. That's also very common. Like my, I, I love my grandmother. She's a fantastic cook when she does faith-based stuff. Cause every couple years or so I'll see her at Christmas doing a faith-based diety thing. And she's always like, well, if I can stick with it and it's kind of like, well, maybe this isn't the diet for you. Or also maybe you'll never be small. <laughs> like, well, different body you know? types need different, they yes. have, we have different calorie restrictions. We have yeah. different foods that work for us based right. on activities. So it's mm-hmm. just like no one diet works for yeah. every person. Yeah. Well, for example, and- uh, Dominic and I, my roommate, we are on the same, we're going to start the same diet again on Monday. Uh, I, I lost Is it just cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually have to quit smoking cigarettes oh, for good. No. Um, so, you know, a big portion of like, I started this diet, I lost 20 pounds, but then when I went to Portland, I started like, I was like, there's no fucking way in hell. I'm not going to eat all of the bread that you have. In <laughs> <laughs> like, just shovel it. Into my, I don't give a shit. You know, you saw a man riding his bicycle with a stick of bread and just stole it. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't survive in France. I would eat all of them. Also, not as much bread as you would think in France. Really? Yeah, I mean, they've got baguettes everywhere. This was your one... This was your one chance to get me to say not fuck the French, but fuck the French, (laughs) dude. Come on. They do have, like, pre-made sandwiches just, like... Like street, you know how we have oh, street vendors good. that have There's, like hot dogs. Yeah, they have like sandwiches with like brie and prosciutto, or like oh, like tomatoes and mozzarella. Like they're really good. Okay. France does have the best food of any country I visited. That's Fuck true. Poland. France has Your food, food is terrible, but France, maybe. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> I did have some of the best pasta of my life in France. Poland can go straight to hell. I went there in the winter, and the food was horrible, and it was bad experience. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> my parents just got back from Poland, and actually really like. <laughs> Look, there's statues and it's cool and shit or whatever, but fuck Poland. Got it. Noted. Okay, sorry. I guess we all have 
prejudices and <laughs> mine have come to light and i uh, apologize to the polish people uh in france and belgium you can also get liege waffles which are amazing what's that uh liege waffles are waffles that are made with yeast but also pearl sugar so you know how we when we make waffles with waffle iron you pour waffle ba- batter liege waffles are more like like play-doh consistency mm. and they've got huge chunks of sugar in them so when you press them down on a waffle iron it crisps the outside and then the inside's <gasps> kind of donuty texture and then there's just like caramelized sugar through it. Man, that's just a fucking McGriddle. That's the same shit. <laughs> that's amazing. just a McGriddle. It's a French McGriddle. McGriddle. <laughs> <laughs> it's Le Griddles. This was a very strange tangent. Go ahead. So what are we not supposed to be eating on this show that we've talked about? Everything. Um, <laughs> so here's another big thing. Oh, that's what I was talking about. So yeah, different, you know, different size, different bodies and stuff like that work for different people. So Dominic and I on the same diet, I am a six foot five giant being of a person. Dominic, not so much. My lowest calorie possible, intake possible, like the lowest, like if I was this size and at, um... Like, the lowest that I could humanly be, which a dietitian and a nutritionist told me, is around, like, 230. And 230 is, like, way too low for who I am. No one can survive on 230 calories, Monto. No, 230 pounds. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> with my frame, frame. I, wouldn't, okay. I yeah. would not be okay at yeah, that yeah, weight. Yeah. So, they told me, even at, like, that would be, like, the minimum, like, that would be, like, that is the least that I should weigh. Even at that point, I would be eating, like, way over what Dominic would be allowed to eat in calories. Yeah, yeah. Like, it is massive. Yeah. Like, at resting rate, with doing nothing, I'm supposed to eat, like, upwards of two and a half hundred, twenty-five hundred 2,500 calories. That sounds yeah. about right. Also, their diet... Hold on, this cheese stuck in my teeth. <laughs> also, it. their diet pulls influence from Jesus Christ himself. What? Yeah, is they it, said... Is it just loaves and fish? <laughs> no. Carbs and fish. You can eat anything you want, but Jesus suffered, obeyed, submitted, and was denied his will. Whoa. For 40 days in the desert. And they even... They use this quote a lot, and I think they're using it wrong, but he made it his food to do the will of the Father. He also ate. Like, there's yeah. a famous supper in the Bible. Yeah, 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 yeah. He wasn't, but he was So it's it's weird, and this is something that'll come up a lot with this group, especially right now, is they misquote and misuse a fuck ton of stuff in religion. Yeah. Um, well, don't, that's all cults, right? Yeah, but yeah. specifically with Shamblin, with Gwen, uh, she has very specific views on Christianity. Hmm. Shamblin was different always seemingly i I found a video of her daughter who's a you know a full-grown adult with children of her own uh talking about her mother and how she was raising them christian um shamlin taught her children to quote have a relationship with god no ordinary relationship with god where you just said a prayer at mealtime she taught us early on whoever you talk to the most Tell everyone the most what makes you sad, what makes you glad, what makes you happy, what you're afraid of. That is your best friend. And she taught us early on that that has got to be your creator. And that has got to be God. And everything I do is based around God. Jesus is my codependent issue. (laughs) Yeah. 
<laughs> They're really treating Jesus like he's some kind of county sheriff here. <laughs> <laughs> She's got a real Jesus take the wheel vibe, but that wheel is Brie. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, take this Brie away from me. <laughs> Jesus, take this Pecorino Romano. I want to make some ziti. <laughs> this wheel of cheese. She also recalled her mom singing a hymn over her and her brother every single night. And she singled out these lines specifically, which is, uh, Take their life, O Father, mold it in obedience to thy will, which is super fucking creepy. I feel like that is also taken out of context. Do they say what hymn it was? They do. Because that does not sound familiar, and I know a hell, a hell of a lot of hymns. Is she praying for her kids to get ripped? Is that what's happening? Hold on. I'm so sorry. <laughs> like... Hold on, hold on, Cut. hold on. Oh, like, like shredded. Shredded? Shredded. Hey, Lord, take my kids and make them fucking rip. <laughs> Bob, for God. Okay. Make, All right. make so, them swole. So it is the uh, the tune by St. Sylvester, and then in parentheses it says dykes, so I don't know what, what that means. But, okay. Uh, and it's published in six hymnals, and it's called Take My Heart, O Father, Mold It. And it goes like this. So she changed the words in the video. There we go. I was like, that's fucking weird. The full text of the hymn is, Take my heart, O Father, mold it in obedience to thy will. And as ripening years unfold it, keep it true and childlike still. That's the first stanza. She changed it to be, Take their life, O Father, mold it in obedience to thy will. So she kind of molded it more for her kids, but right. it's still, you know, the thought process being the wording like, is a little. We all have to serve God and stuff like that. I mean, so. that's not uncommon to believe, but I'm just, you know, she's taking it a little weird with the dieting. Yeah, and and it it really keeps going up. So part of the way down workshop centered around the teaching that overeating is the same as greed, which. She later just came right out and said greed is a cardinal sin, meaning those who overeat are sinners, and the biggest sinners in her mind are the obese. Great. So obesity (laughs) and overeating are all sins. So if you're sad and you're eating too much and this woman tells you that you're a sinner, I'm sure that's going to make you feel really way better. Um, Okay, bigger problem than all of that. Uh, She referenced cardinal sins, and one of the cardinal sins is gluttony. So, like, why not pick that one? Like, why are you filing fat under greed when oh, there is a, there's a sin for fat? Yeah. They're also, I mean, it seems like a lot of this is based under Protestant Christianity. No, we don't have cardinal sins at all. That's what I'm saying, is her, like, background is Protestant. So is mine. We so, don't have cardinal sins. I know. That's what I'm saying. I don't think she's familiar with <laughs> oh, them. Oh, okay. That's what I mean. I was going to say, I was like, no, we don't have those literally at all. Yeah, I know. It's yeah. They're, they're kind of, like, taking this she's, weird... Picking and choosing. Yeah, so now we're getting into uh, probably one of the weirdest career pitches in in history. Uh, Shamblin began to notice that some of her users of the Way Down program were beginning to gain their weight back. (laughs) Because, go figure, like I said, you can't just fucking fast, Mikey, okay? (laughs) You listening? You have to eat. You can't just do that. It's a horrible weight loss plan. But then... She began to theorize that the Protestant doctrine of eternal security leads some people to believe they have a license to sin. 
page, you'll probably be able to back it up. But, I mean, the eternal security, as far as I was able to find it, in layman's terms, is once you're born of God or found to be a follower of Christ, nothing you can do will separate that from the love of God, which comes from the reorganizing of the roman catholic church right um well uh, i mean that's it's much more of a protestant point of view so no i mean that that's what they did to separate themselves because the romans used to be like you have to be here otherwise like if you're not following us you'll go back to being a sinner Mm, yes and no okay so back in the day the catholic church used to sell indulgences which is so in the catholic church you are required to repeatedly confess your sins yeah. so hundreds and hundreds of years ago they they used to sell something called indulgences where it was almost like you could prepay for your sin if that well, makes sense you could basically it's like a get out of jail because i'm rich card yeah exactly yeah. so the catholics were like hey if you just give us money you can be raping babies or whatever and they're like cool here's a bunch of money and like great i needed more gold for my outfit like yeah right what okay. um this so- serves <laughs> me count rape a baby very well oh uh and so you know my family's troubled past <laughs> the name is really unfortunate for our babysitting business. <laughs> um, so Martin Luther, when he nailed his theses to the door of the church... Fuck yeah. Nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed it. Uh, his complaint was uh, multifaceted. One being indulgences are nowhere... They're not backed up anywhere in scripture. And also that he argued from a study of the Bible that people should have a personal relationship with christ as opposed to having the church as an intercessor if that makes sense so he argued that people could talk directly to christ right yeah as opposed to having these shitty shit heels as like uh an interpreter right which originally we had to have because most people weren't literate yeah they didn't read latin but then once the printing press was invented they're like hey bro we can have our own bibles and they were like what they're shitting there they've been they've been tricking us yeah (laughs) Yeah. This is stuff that I know only because of the fact that I like history and yeah. not religion. So, so this was a huge part of history. Right. So the, oh, yeah, change the world. Part of the argument that they're trying to make is that if you have a personal relationship with Jesus and you can essentially ask for forgiveness at any time or consult him at any time, what's to stop you from sinning? Mm-hmm. And in theory, what would stop you is that you want to be a good person. And that's why you're following Christ in the first place. And if you don't want to be a good person, then maybe you're not actually following Christ. So it's, yeah. you know. Yeah. So she used that as kind of a basis to say that normal Protestant churches weren't doing enough. Which you can definitely make arguments for that. I mean, I feel like... There are some churches that are great about, you know, working in their community, feeding the poor, um, working to make their surrounding, even outside of their church body, a better place. And then there are some that are just not. Uh, But, I I mean, I feel like in this specific instance, it's a little weird. (laughs) So here's what I meant by that. Uh, So she went against a lot of Protestant, like, traditions including rejecting the um, observance of the biblical Sabbath, which is, I guess, a huge thing. No, uh, At really. least for the churches that she was going to. Uh, 
How do I say this? Hold on. Was she rejecting it in the sense that it shouldn't be a specific day or that you just shouldn't set time apart for Jesus entirely? Sort of the second thing. That's very strange. You shouldn't do that because all of your moments in life should be devoted to Christ himself. Damn. Oh, okay. So she went like the complete other way. Yeah, but it's not like you don't work. It's just that you, your life is completely melded with Christ. Okay. Okay. All yeah. right. So she took uh, she took a small group of members from her former church and left and formed the Remnant Fellowship Church, which is a reference to the book of Ezra 9-8-9. I don't know how to fucking read your dumb book. 9-8, chapter 9, verse 8 through 9. Yeah, which, is, uh, which mentions a faithful remnant of followers that keep with them even after, you know... Yeah. Some dumb shit. Uh, so in August of 2001, here's the biggest difference. She came out with her most divisive idea, denouncing the Holy Trinity. Oh, yeah. What? No, we, we don't take kindly to that at all. Yeah, essentially, and this is a quote, I believe that Jesus and God are two separate beings. She also says that she does not believe that Jesus and God are equal in, in power and glory. Does she put one above the other? God. And- Okay. God is the Father, Jesus is the Son, and Jesus' entire time on Earth was meant to serve his Father's purpose. Okay. They also began having a couple of weird things where they, uh, they sort of agreed on all coming together to sort of be in each other's lives, which included the punishment of each other's children, which meant that anyone could just go around spanking anyone's kid. See, that's when stuff gets dicey, man. Yeah. You can't let other adults have access to your kids like that. You don't know who the hell they are. Like, it's one thing if it's a teacher with a classroom full of kids and there's a reasonable expectation that they are invested in your child's safety. If there's just, like, another person untethered from the norms of society, like, who? uh, this is how people get diddled. It's not good. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of people have left for the reasons of essentially what you have going on here is this is no longer a dietary plan this is a form of brainwashing right they also have other things in place where like everyone is in charge of watching everyone's kids you're not supposed to go on the internet uh the internet Ooh. is something based on satan um and the <laughs> devil and what? you're not supposed to listen to the criticism um and it all kind of keeps going like this until about 2003 uh, when Joseph Smith, age eight, died. <gasps> From starvation? Nope. Uh, so, the background kind of of his uh, actual death is sort of up to question, but essentially a couple in Georgia was accused of whipping, confining, and then beating their son to death. Oh my Lord. god. Uh, he was whipped with a foot-long glue sticks with foot-long glue sticks, locked in a closet, and then told to pray to a picture of Jesus. I'm guessing they don't mean, like, craft glue sticks. I don't think so, because I don't know what kind of foot-long-ass glue sticks you'd need. I don't know. Foot-long? Foot-long. Like, for a glue gun? Like, an industrial glue gun glue stick? I have no idea. I mean, that would hurt. It would hurt horribly. Yeah, you'd get welts. So, I mean, this is the kind of stuff that you have going on. This this is a, a group that's still around today, mind yeah. you. I mean... But they don't check the internet, so... Is she Try the one... Try suing us, fuckers! 
Is she the one that's advocating this level of child abuse, though? Or is she essentially saying, like... Not necessarily advocating child abuse, because that's when you get dicey. No one ever advocates child abuse like this. They They say it in creative ways, like, spare the rod, spoil the child. Yeah. Yeah. They also have a specific don't-leave-any-marks sort of uh, policy. Not the face! Yeah, so, not Jesus. the face. So horrible. So sorry. Most so, of my scars are emotional. <laughs> just as bad. Just don't fill it with food. Um. So. CD. <laughs> a lot of. <laughs> it's a CD ghost. <laughs> sorry. Okay. Also, a big problem that you have is towards the end, or at some point while teaching these principles of weight loss. She kind of changes course and says that it's not just food that you that people use to fill this hole, and her method can be used for anything like alcohol, tobacco, drugs, sexual perversions, um, laziness, and even antidepressants are all stuff that we fill our lives with that we need to stop and get rid of. I mean, in a lot of respects, she's tapping into something real in the sense that like. A lot of our problems, our physical problems, are manifestations of, like, emotional things that we're not dealing with. But she's essentially saying, like, I'm the one with all the answers and fuck therapy, take my diet. So that's always terrible. Anytime someone is like, yeah, therapy's bad, I'm like, "Mm, no. Exactly. So that's pretty much it that brings us to the end of it um there is more information out there that you can go find this is sort of an origin story of a horrible church built off of hating fat people and being fat yourself and then also uh i don't know like the world's worst salon or something. <laughs> I wonder what her ziti recipe looks like. If anyone knows, hit it's us up. It's just an empty casserole dish. <laughs> it's just filled with her whatever's in her hair. <laughs> just an empty casserole dish with like a mirror in it. So she's just like, I see me in this ziti. Like, <laughs> that kind of level of strange. Oh, man. Um... Yeah, uh, fuck this lady and her dog hair, is all I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah, fuck this Yorkie. Yeah, I'd I'm going to go outside. eat some ziti about it. Um, it'll oh, be yeah. great. <laughs> hey, and if you didn't know, cheese is delicious. delicious. So good. Well, that brings us to an end of the Remnant Fellowship Church and Gwen Chambly. That's not correct. Sharpay. Chamblin. <laughs> Bichon Frise. Uh, Gwen, who gives a shit because I fucking hate you. <laughs> And your stupid hair. Uh, If you had a good time with us and you'd like to follow the show, uh, go ahead and follow us on Instagram at Colt Podcast. At Twitter at Colt Podcast Show. If you'd like to send us an email, go ahead and shoot that over to Colt Podcast Show at gmail.com. If you want to send us actual stuff like baked ziti, uh, go ahead and send (laughs) that to 3756 West Avenue 40, Suite K, number 237, Like like The the Shining, Shining, Los Angeles, California, 90065. Uh, If you send us cheese, I'll be your best friend. Yeah, and if you like the show, go ahead and leave us a five-star review. Let's get them uh, little review boys up. Please do. Yeah, it helps out so much. Or, you know, leave us an actual review and tell us what you want. If you leave us a funny five-star review, we'll read it on the show for sure. And if you leave a funny enough five-star review, I will tattoo it on my ass. (laughs) Okay, well, you're agreeing to do that. Yeah, it has to really make me laugh. I mean, we've gotten some criticism that I've turned into shirts, but... This is true. We'll see. 
Um, if you like me and my dumb voice, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Mondo Does Stuff. M A N D O Does Stuff. Uh, if you like me and my dumb voice, uh, you can find me on Instagram at Rampage Wesley and at Twitter at Page Wesley. And if you like our guest's dumb, stupid, pretty, lovely voice. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> if you like my dumb voice, uh, you can find me on all the things at Sundress Comic. And you can also, this week, I have a podcast called Andrea Loves Everybody, and Armando Torres will be my guest. Oh, yeah. Talking about being homeless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so check that out. Yes. Um, if you want to see us in person, I'm headlining at Flappers Comedy Club on the 24th. Um, and then I'm opening for Ron Funches on the 26th. I'll be all over the place. Just add me on Instagram and look at them dates. Uh, this Wednesday, I'll be at the Pack Theater in Los Angeles at 9.30 for the Dating is Hard show, where I'll be competing with other stand-up comedians for to win a date. It's all fake, but it's real. Uh, and I'll <laughs> also be at Flappers at 9.30 uh, this Thursday, the 24th. So check that out. I think you're on my show. Yeah, that's my show. Crazy Cat Ladies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes! Yes! I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, that'll be super fun. Wait, who do you get to win a date with? Uh, I don't know. I was going to say, depending on who it is, throw that battle. (laughs) (laughs) It's me. (laughs) I don't know. I was just making a slightly fatter voice than I normally have. That's what I do in airplanes to ensure that I get to keep an empty middle <laughs> yes! seat. Yes! Just actively try and look so fatter. Funny. One time I did it by peeling string cheese with my teeth. It was great. Perfect. Oh. Worked out great. Um, great. So what are we going to say for this one? Don't drink the Slim Fast. Ugh. <laughs> Never. Please don't. And don't drink the Kool-Aid. Bye. 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 Yay.